An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound, they score! Barbashev in front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, hanging out at T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Be a lot of that in and around the building tonight. Uh, incredible walking in to a mm. facility that you haven't spent any time at since the great celebration by the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the June 13th date, mm-hmm. and then the Stanley Cup parade and the rally outside. And uh, been downtown a little bit, but not in work mode where you're focused on, on the game and you walk in the building and everybody's excited. Good to see you again. Uh, how is your summer? Fist bumps, hugs mm-hmm. all the way around. And the optimism uh, that goes with winning a championship and having so many players back, the repeat and let's do it again, that mantra has really jumped out at me here. Just the little bit that I've been back in the building this afternoon. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was uh, it was really interesting walking into the building for the first time since the parade, but but certainly since the first time uh, since uh, the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup on June thirteenth. Uh, knowing that there's going to be a game, knowing that we're going to see the Golden Knights take the ice, knowing that it's going to be a more veteran heavy lineup, closer to. Uh, what we saw in that Game 5, June 13th, uh, that's got me really excited, but it, it's hard to kind of describe what it was like to, to, to park, to walk over, to get into the building because it's got, it's got the warm fuzzies. I can't really describe it. I'm just excited to be back here. You mentioned a more NHL lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we've seen that progression throughout this preseason. Yeah. started with four players that were on the ice in the lineup on Cup clinching night played in game number one in San Jose. That went up to six in game number two mm-hmm. uh, with the loss against the Colorado Avalanche. And tonight they're rounding it out. Everybody else will play except for William Carlson. He will be the last uh, guy on the ice, uh, last of the uh, 18 that are available to play for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we will see uh, our first look uh, at Jack Eichel mm-hmm. in, in this preseason. Uh, we are going to see Mark Stone in the lineup, uh, and his regular line mates, Chandler Stevenson and Brett Howden, are also uh, scheduled to play. We'll see whether they all line up together, which mm-hmm. is what I would expect, or whether Bruce Cassidy does some experimenting uh, on that fold. And on the back end, you're going to witness Alec Martinez and uh, uh, Alex Petrangelo uh, going uh, tonight in front of Aiden Hill. And what a difference for Aiden Hill. Mm -hmm. And what's the date today? Just throw it out to me. It's September 27th. All right. Last year... Mm -hmm. Almost to the day, yep. September 30th. Okay. The San Jose Sharks came into this building, and <laughs> Aiden Hill's first start, it yeah. didn't go great. 
No. It was a it was a preseason game, but he was new to the organization. There was so much emphasis on the goaltending uh, at that time last year, and he he wasn't happy. The team uh, would have liked to have played better in front of him and compare that mm-hmm. to tonight where he comes in and Aiden Hill is scheduled to start tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he's going to play uh, one period, a uh, period and a half, two periods, or, or go the whole a whole distance, uh, kind of leaning towards uh, a bit of a uh, sharing of the net mm-hmm. uh, tonight, uh, similar to what we saw with Logan Thompson the other night in, in Denver. But compare those situations. Uh, Aiden Hill probably nervous, uh, a lot of unknown driving to the rink mm-hmm. last year on September 30th, disappointed driving home. Tonight he's got a new contract. Mm-hmm. He's a Stanley Cup champion. That's a big one. And he is comfortable in this entire environment. And the emphasis on this game is all about Mm fine-tuning instead of proving. Now, they did a great thing last year, and it was Sean Burke that uh, initiated it. They put Aiden Hill right back in the next game, and he was spectacular uh, that game. And it really did uh, wipe away. Any concerns that uh, the fans had uh, settled everybody down in the media and proved to his teammates that he w- he was ready to go. But I just I thought it was uh, really uh, interesting the uh, difference between Aiden Hill's first start mm-hmm. and the mood around this team a year ago, coming off missing the playoffs and the uh, pondering of what was going to happen in goal to tonight getting ready for his first start yeah and it's all going to kind of you know come full circle when Aiden Hills announced as the starter right when when you get this building uh and, and the fan reaction to Aiden all throughout the playoffs but I'm really looking forward to that first opportunity here in preseason to to, to really go out there and show your support for Aiden um I, I think that's going to be kind of one of those moments that, that it all sinks in like Aiden came to Vegas as, as a means to kind of prove that he could be that tandem guy with Logan Thompson. And what ended up happening is Aiden Hill goes on a run in the postseason, and now he is cemented in this franchise's history as ultimately the goaltender that was on the ice when they won the Stanley yeah, Cup. I'm not saying that uh, this will happen in any way. I don't want anybody to think that I'm jinxing or, or forecasting. Mm. But if the same type of result happens tonight mm-hmm. as occurred last year in his first start he just moves on no everybody moves on it and that's that's what it does and and it's not like he went out and played 79 mm-hmm. of 82 like grant fear yeah he played a career high games for him uh he did measure up uh in the win total he had 29 career wins going into last year he had Won twenty seven alone mm-hmm. uh, last winter. His goals against average went down, but he didn't have to carry the whole ball no. uh, throughout. Uh, he does have that uh, that running mate with him in, in Logan Thompson, and just the, the the mood and the conversation around the goaltending isn't a question right now. And the only thing that you can really go to is what's the share going to be, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fifty five. 45 yeah. if if guys are healthy or even closer to that. And I, I can't believe that for two guys who had so many questions about their ability to step up mm-hmm. in a National Hockey League season, went out and did it in such workmanlike fashion. Logan went to the All-Star game. Yeah. But 
it wasn't a finalist for the Calder. Part of that was uh, getting hurt. Wasn't sure. a finalist for the Vesna. Uh, Aiden Hill wasn't uh, at the All Star game. Uh, wasn't a finalist for for the Vesna. Worked his way into the conversation uh, for for Con Smythe. But they they were so reliable in a just effortless approach and uh, an effortless ability to execute the, their 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 god-given talents as goaltenders now in terms of of ultimately getting to to that final game ultimately winning that final game for Aiden how much confidence does he enter camp with knowing that he did it at the highest level well I think it would be huge mm-hmm. like uh, almost unbeatable like what's gonna what's gonna make you more confident than going out and being a difference coming off the bench uh, coming off the sidelines, basically, uh, in a Stanley Cup situation, uh, a situation that he'd never been in, mm-hmm. and stared down the the most potent power play in National Hockey League history in the Edmonton Oilers yeah. in being near flawless against the Dallas Stars and making the save of the postseason yep. in the Stanley Cup final. I, I don't know what could give Aiden Hill better vibes than he has right now. Yeah, I don't know that there is anything either. And I, I think you couple that with his mindset. And, you know, just in, in kind of hearing from Aiden over the course of the year last year, how things progressed, his approach when, you know, a bad goal would go in or a goal that he didn't particularly like would go in, how he would be able to reset in the moment. Now all of a sudden you throw all that extra confidence on top of it. I, I think you're getting a goaltender coming into this season that's that's probably as, as mentally sharp as he's ever been in his career. Yeah, I'll say this. I don't think we'll ever be able to tell mm-hmm. whether he is super confident or whether he's battling it physically or or mentally yeah. with his game. Some guys you can. They got swagger to them. They go out there. Logan Thompson is a little bit like that. He gets involved. He likes to, to chat. He mm-hmm. chirp uh, out there. He's got the, the, the body language that really gets into it. Aiden Hill is the polar opposite. <laughs> All you see from Aiden Hill, whether he makes the big save or whether a puck eludes him mm-hmm. is he leans back on the crossbar yeah. with that pose and resets I, I was talking to Darren Elliott uh, the other night and some of the great uh, poses that uh, that we've seen from from goaltenders over the years and the most famous one would be Ken Dryden in the 70s uh, with the Montreal Canadiens big Ken uh, was uh, able to lean on the stick uh, the the lean on the crossbar mm-hmm. it's a thing I know of kids in mm-hmm. having worked a couple of hockey schools this summer yeah that do the lean yeah. on the net. And I'm not talking just the seven, eight, nine year olds, Hudson, that's for you, <laughs> but but also 16, 17 year olds mm. who have fitted into their routine uh, on the ice. Lean back and just chill out. Chill Hill mm-hmm. is, uh, is how I describe him. And I think, I think it's really neat. At, at first, I thought he actually had a tight back, like he was doing it all the time. And then he just it, it continued to happen, sure. and it happened after any situation. And I think it's a it's a pretty neat uh, experience for somebody like Aiden Hill, who's trying to establish himself as a full time starter in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Coming into last year, he was a guy 
attempting to break through as a full-time NHLer. Sure. Yeah. Now, now he wants to be, he wants to take it. He's not there yet. Uh, he wants to be a, a starting goaltender in the National Hockey League. But to have kids in and around the hockey world copying that chill lean on the crossbar mm-hmm. is is a really big compliment for him. Oh, by the way, also the tallest goaltender to ever win the Stanley Cup. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. That surprises me. Yep. Can you do the lean? Yeah, with my shoulders because I'm, that's, that's, I'm not tall. <laughs> if you get into that position, I'm not. I'm not tall enough to do to do the full lean like him. I've I've thought of it while I, while I was standing in in front of the net going. Yeah. That's how, that's how tall he is. Yeah, that's wild. Is he can, it can the, the small of his back, mm-hmm. the lower uh, area of of his spine is leaning back over the net, and I'm like trying to hop up on my tip of my uh, skate blades to get my <laughs> shoulder blades uh, over the over the back of the net. And I wouldn't call myself diminutive by societal standards. Taller than six, I am. Six feet tall, 5'11", if you want to go by the DMV, but uh, I rounded <laughs> up to the to, to six feet tall. Uh, but I'm the tallest guy on, on, on this show. And I'm still not even close to that. So uh, there's a there's a little bit of a trip down to Aiden Hill and his influence uh, on the hockey world. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Aiden back in in game action and back in the net. Where uh, the last time we saw him, he was getting mobbed by his teammates because they won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right, right there. Right down there, uh, behind the behind that net. Uh, remember that night? <laughs> it was over early. Yeah, it was. And the celebration started early, and a lot of people had headaches for a long time <laughs> because that's because you could you could go to the concession stand and grab another beverage because you you weren't going to miss the turning point of, of the Stanley Cup final, and you were in full celebration mode uh, throughout that game. And as it uh, as it got through, you thought, how deep is this going to go? I mean, the empty net goal. By Mark Stone wasn't even the last goal of the game. No, that's how how crazy and and bizarre it was. They scored nine goals. Yeah, in a clinching game of the Stanley Cup final. I've had a look at what LA is going to bring tonight, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of possibilities of changes. But LA Kings are a team that's uh, kind of had three teams going throughout this preseason. Right. They sent a lot of their veterans uh, down to Melbourne. 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 Yeah, it's Melbourne. Uh, if I say Melbourne here, people here are going to make fun of me. So that's the thing with Paletti. Uh, and you're listening right now, Paletti? Uh, here's, here's, here's the thing. If, if I say mm-hmm. it correctly, you will be happy, Paletti. Yeah. Okay. But everybody here in North America is thinking, I don't know how to say Melbourne. Well, that, that's the thing. So I'm going to go with here. When I go to Melbourne? Yeah. I will say it the way Paletti wants me to say you, it. But up here, I'm going to say Melbourne. You planning a trip to Melbourne? I don't know. Just find yourself mind. there. It's, you, can, like, you can't accidentally get there. It's a long way to go. Yeah, it's intentional. I have a buddy who lives down there. Oh, He's yeah. actually coming into town this week. Uh, nice. He worked with my wife at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. He was awesome, dude. Uh, it, one of the greatest presents anybody's ever given me was tabletop hockey. Uh, you know the tabletop hockey guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But he didn't give me the tabletop hockey guys. Uh, I was from Manitoba. I am from Manitoba still. Uh, and what he, did, what he did was he uh, took the, the players mm-hmm. on the tabletop hockey and 
put them onto magnets and cut out the magnet. Okay. So they're a bunch of fridge, fridge magnets with Winnipeg Jet guys okay. uh, on my fridge. I'm like, that is the most creative, <laughs> coolest. And then he did that about, I don't want to say 20 years ago, married 18. So in yeah. and around there, they're, they're still in the fridge because it's such a, a cool thing. Anyway, Eamon's going to be here uh, on this weekend. He's from Australia. I haven't seen him for a number of years. Uh, Jen's going to uh, connect with him. It's just too far. Yeah. Like this, it's just. Europe is, I can handle it. And if I don't make it to the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. I'm fine. And I saw a video the other day of a snake doing, going from a house into a tree and then going to another tree. Mm-hmm. This ma- I don't need any part of that. You're, you're very much afraid of snakes. I'm, I'm afraid of a lot of things. Like what? what's the spiders? Most- what snakes takes the cake for you? Sharks. Is it sharks? Okay, yeah. sharks. And, and then and they're in, they're down in Australia too. The Great they, Barrier. They right? are, but like you have control over whether or not you're going to run into a shark. Mm, yeah. No, you do. Just don't yeah. go in the water. You ever seen Sharknado? That's those not. Things, okay. uh, those things are all oh. over the place. Oh, okay. uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, that's too far away. Getting back to to L. A. <laughs> They've had basically three. They had, they had a bunch of prospects and some uh, free agent guys like Arizona, who will be here on Friday. Yeah. And they had some split squad games with with those American Hockey League players and junior players here in North America. And most of their big names were down in Australia. Mm-hmm. Those big names are back, but they're getting sort of back in the right clock. Reacclimated. Yeah. And ditching the jet lag and all that kind of stuff. So they didn't bring, from what I could tell, the most competitive team. Mm-hmm. In looking at that, no, normally I would say it's going to be tilted. Like it, it's going to be the biggest blowout we've seen in a while, given that Eichel's going to play and Stevenson's sure. going to play and Marcheseau and uh, all the big boys will uh, be out there. I say this is, this is headed for a really lopsided game that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. I, you can't beat what happened in the Stanley Cup final. No. Like, to, to, <laughs> to, to, to beat L.A. badly, yeah. they would have to score in double digits yes. tonight yeah. to make that somewhat comparable mm-hmm. to what we saw in the Stanley Cup final. That's how wildly unexpected and out of the box that performance was on June 13th. It, it, it contextualizes how dominant the performance it was from the Golden Knights. It, it just does. And, you know, listen, it, you go back to that night, and as you mentioned, it, it was over early. There was really no doubt as to what th- was going to happen that night, which team was going to win, and how it was going to end. Uh, but you're you're right on the money in that, you know, for the Golden Knights going into this exhibi- exhibition game, first one at home here uh, this season, uh, y- you, you can't. Even if you do some damage here against the Los Angeles Kings, like I don't know that you're reaching what you were able to accomplish in the in the clincher of the Stanley Cup final. No, it, and, and it's preseason, and even if they do go out and score a bunch of goals, it's still the the preseason. Mm-hmm. But the, the the point is, you do see some really uh, unusual results in the National Hockey League exhibition schedule. Mm-hmm. We saw it the other night: Calgary hanging ten on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Dallas scored seven and didn't allow a goal uh, in, in, in their game. There's some uh, wacky stuff that, that goes on. I don't know whether we'll see that uh, here tonight. Uh, if, it, if it does happen, you'll see a lot of the, the third and the fourth lines mm-hmm. of, of the Vegas Golden Knights doing a lot of that damage because they will start to see more and more. And, and, and everybody's just out to see get their reps and, uh, and, and fine-tune their game. But uh, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing... 
it back on the ice and sort of turn another page towards October 10th and seeing the seeing the banner. And we, we've got the new banners up. I know. I saw yeah. that. I noticed that. Um, they're sharp. Five five banners. Yep. Uh, two, yep. two brand new ones. Mm-hmm. But they've uh, modernized. Yep. The uh, other banners, uh, three other banners uh, that 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 are up there, and uh, made them uh, more uniform. But you've got the uh, the Western Conference champions and the uh, Pacific Division champion yep. banners up there, and right in the middle, hmm. beside the one October mm-hmm. tribute banner uh, and the Pacific Division banner, there's a space. Yep. Do you think they screwed that up? Like they they didn't have a, an interior decorator come in and measure it out? Like why do you think there's that big space? See that the three mm-hmm. on the far end are yep. really good, and then you've got one October and then the uh, 2018 Western Conference champions and the 2023 Western Conference champion yep. banners on the other side. Well, there's one missing. It's well, is there is that it or like where do you think the Stanley Cup banner will go? Because it's weird I, to have that big I, space. I feel like it goes next to the the Vegas Strong One October banner. I really do. Um, you don't think that was just a a, a mistake by I, the measuring crew here at T-Mobile? I, I don't think it was a mistake by the measuring crew. No, hmm. I, I think that that's where that's where it goes and that's where it belongs. You know, what I'll also say uh, to the marketing team uh, with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, that's Eric Tosi and Stephanie Rogers and uh, and company, uh, Chloe Carpenter. Uh, what I love about these new banners is one they they all look the same, mm-hmm. and it's just the the accomplishment is different. Mm-hmm. But the one October banner, yeah, is the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I don't know whether that's meant to be just subtle, whether that's just part of the process, uh, or whether it was. Uh, an, an active goal of it, but I think I think that's just fitting as we come up on the anniversary. Yeah, I, you're right on the money. Well said. So Vegas lost its first two games of the preseason last year. Mm-hmm. Then won its third. Okay. Are we just following the same script here? Is that uh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, probably. Which I mean, you know, given how things ended, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, but uh, I. I just I, I get the sense that here coming home having again as we've kind of talked about it hinted at it right it's going to be a more veteran heavy lineup for the Golden Knights and, and granted like those players are going to be looking to shake off rust and just kind of get their reps in in a game type setting but you know I, I just feel like for for Vegas it's going to be a little bit more predictable in this game as to what you should expect uh, line in and line out and you know when you when you make that you know the game a little bit more predictable I think. Things tend to happen your way, so I I think they're going to win tonight. But it's a it's an exhibition game, and if they don't win, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you still have a lot of guys playing for the first time in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. So that leads you to okay, what are we going to see? How much uh, uh, knocking off of uh, the summer game uh, are we going to see? But then you have half the forward core, mm-hmm. more than half the forward core has already played. It's their their second go around. Yeah. And on the blue line, you got three guys who have already played mm-hmm. uh, and, and going uh, in this game uh, tonight. Uh, more than four four guys have already played. And uh, then in goal, you, you got a, a newbie uh, in, in Aiden Hill. But it's, you should start seeing a little more flow. Mm-hmm. The game in Colorado 
It was clunky. Yeah, that's a word. 14 shots on net. Uh, Colorado only had, what, 23, 20, 21 in and around there. It was, uh, that That was just a different game uh, than, than you would expect. St. Louis the other night only had 13 shots in their game, including one in the second period and, and three in the third. So yeah. it's, it's not just Vegas that uh, that's going through this and trying to find all the different line combinations. I expect a little more flow, even with, the big boys making their their first starts yeah i would expect that too and, and you you see it titrate up over the course of training camp you see it titrate up in, in in the exhibition games once everyone's gotten you know that first game out under their belt i feel like you start to really ramp up a, a little bit more in the intensity you're not going 10 out of 10 you're hanging out around a seven or an eight but at a seven or eight or an eight you can still make some plays you can still have uh, a game closer resembling what we would see in the regular season and, and I'm hopeful that we get something closer to that tonight because I, I'm in, I'm intent to to just get back into the swing of, of intense hockey I'm going to tell you a little bit about this training camp and how it compares to others in Vegas and in the past from different places that I've been following the National Hockey League. What's unique about what we're witnessing and experiencing on the Vegas Golden Knights side? That's coming up next. Plus, we'll update you on Zach Whitecloud's status, the VGK Insider Show from T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Be honest with me. Were, were your toes tapping there? Were you thinking about clapping along? A little bit. I was. A little bit, yeah. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, nice rejoin. I should, I should have Trappen. let a little more play then, now that I know you like it. I thought you were going. Well, I, I wasn't now. allowed. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to talk to you. You well, said to me during the break, "Do not speak to me." Yeah, well, that, you, was that? Was hold on, hold on, Chapman. Just let me, let me, let me clarify this for everybody. Mm-hmm. The last thing, Ryan, you be the judge. You're the neutral observer here. Always. The last thing Chapman said to us before we came back on the air was, "Do not speak to me. I am going to be out cutting some audio during this." segment mm-hmm. is that true or false that is a factual statement yes, that is, it is true I, and then I'm, I'm what on. happens he starts jumping in which means <laughs> which 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 now and he continues to jump in mm-hmm. which means one of two things mm-hmm. one he he lied that he wasn't jumping out which appears to be pretty concrete right now and number two Whatever audio we want for later in the program mm-hmm. in hour number two may not be there now because he continues to chat. No, now, a, chat a, it'll be there, and B, oh, still doing it. You, yeah. you, still going. You, you were paying me a compliment, so my ego forced me to jump in and say, "Yeah, oh, I'm glad you liked it." Oh yeah, we'll just wait. What hap- Wait to see what happens to your ego if we don't have the audio. Oh, yeah. the the audio will be there. I can guarantee you that. I'm out. Talk to you later. Wait till you see what your ego is going to be like, whether the audio is there or not. From what uh, oh, what is going boy. to happen? Uh, Bruce uh, Cassidy spoke today. Ran through a couple of different uh, items in and around training camp. Uh, by the way, they, they cut uh, down yesterday mm-hmm. during camp, uh, reassigned 19 players. So working with two groups now instead of three, mm-hmm. if you are coming to the off-day practices, non-game day practices, uh, you won't see day-long uh, sessions out there. So tomorrow morning uh, it'll be about 10, I believe, yep. and then 11.30. 10 and 11.30. 10 and 11.30 yep. uh, at uh, City National Arena for the players, and then they come back here of, with uh, a different lineup, I anticipate, on, on Friday against the Arizona Caddies. So that's that's one thing. 19 players are reassigned, uh, some of them to Henderson, uh, a couple to 
Savannah and a lot uh, going back to their junior teams, uh, including Matthias uh, Sapovalov, who's going to Saginaw, and they're hosting the Memorial Cup mm-hmm. this year in the Canadian Hockey League. So a great opportunity uh, for him. Uh, one of the other things uh, that, uh, and you'll hear from Bruce, hopefully, <laughs> if, Chapman, if Chapman does what, what Chapman's supposed to do. He hasn't said anything in five minutes, so no, maybe. You know, you know what? He's, he's still sitting there. In the control room. Listen. No, this is what he's doing. <laughs> Chapman is still sitting in the control room so he knows what we're saying about him. Mm-hmm. But he's he's trying so hard not to jump in and talk. So it sounds like he's doing his job, mm-hmm. but he's really not. He's sticking around to see if we say anything mean about him. I'd like to say that's not true, but part of me feels like Real it possibility. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. Real possibility. Yeah. Uh, Vegas the other night in Colorado fell 3-2 and in the process played most of that game with five defensemen mm-hmm. when Zach Whitecloud left uh, after the first period uh, did not return. We found out after the game that there was uh, some more looking into it. It wasn't just a, a cut and dry, this is what happened and uh, we'll, we'll look for it. Uh, that's not unusual. Uh, some some tests, uh, different uh, examinations uh, would take place with the team doctors when they return home to to Vegas. Mm-hmm. That that took place yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but in in listening to Bruce today, it's a little bit murkier than even we 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 thought. There's more testing, more or more results have to get back, and it's uh, a little bit. Uh, up in the air uh, as far as what is the injury to, to Zach Whitecloud or how significant uh, the injury is and when we might see the veteran defenseman again. Bruce did say you're not going to likely see him this week. Yeah. He, he wasn't on the ice today mm. and you're not likely going to see him this week. You be the judge when you hear Bruce uh, in our number two. But I, sometimes people are purposefully vague okay, to try and just, one, throw you off the path a little bit, not give you any definitive answers, so we don't want to be too particular. That wasn't the case here. Mm. I I really got the impression uh, from Bruce and his body language and and listening to him uh, talk that they are... uh, Hopeful, but there's also maybe a little bit of worriedness in there that uh, that what they're dealing with may not be a one or two day thing. And I don't yeah. know whether that uh, is a seven day thing or or in and around uh, uh, longer term. But it it is right now uh, unknown for them as well. Yeah, I, it, there's there's ambiguity to it, and I think that that's kind of the 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 easiest way to to look at it right now. Is as Bruce said. Uh, you're not expecting to see Zach Whitecloud at all this week, so you know we'll we'll kind of keep looking into and hopefully get an update on on Zach what it might look like. But again, as you know, we kind of talk about all throughout preseason, it, it's a it's a tough break for Zach, but it's an opportunity for some of those younger defensemen to have big games, mm-hmm. understanding that you know what if there's if there's a, a a hole that needs to be filled, you could be that guy. So we are. Two weeks less a day mm-hmm. until opening night. Yeah. yeah. That's still far enough out where if it's something more more serious than day-to-day mm-hmm. but less serious than long-term that you could get back in. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And if it's longer-term, 
your time out of the lineup is mitigated. Mm-hmm. But every every guy wants to play that night. That Absolutely. First, every guy wants to play the first game of the season of, of of every season. But every guy wants to play the first game of the season this year just because of what's going to happen in this arena with the Stanley Cup present and with the banner going up. Yeah, and and I, I would I would put Zach Whitecloud as, as one of the guys that wants to play the most, right? Like we know how much being a Stanley Cup champion means to him and how much he wants to be in that lineup. Absolutely. The idea that uh, that you've got some runway here is is very good, mm-hmm. and I I will also be if you're wondering. Okay, what is the? I don't know. I don't either. I I saw two instances where he took contact in that game where maybe it happened. Maybe maybe it has nothing to do with that. One was in front of that with a, uh, a golden egg on a golden night uh, collision, yeah. and another one was uh, in the corner to the right. Uh, of Logan Thompson to his glove side, uh, and neither one of them looked crazy. Where you go, oh, that that could could have uh, knocked something off its uh, kilter yeah. in, in that regard. It so it might be it might be just something small. Uh, I don't know. I I have no clue right now what the injury even is. But those two situations were the only instances where we found. Zach Whitecloud taking taking hits. He didn't even play didn't play four minutes the other night. Yeah, and, and the the Curtis McDermott hit I think is the one you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, off to the side of Logan Thompson. And he, he, you know I think we saw two or and three. And he's a big boy. Yeah, he is. He is. And you know for Curtis McDermott, like it was a it was an impactful game for him on the Colorado side of things. But um, you know I, I it's think a clean hit. It was a clean hit. It was there. I mean there wasn't anything wrong with it. It, it, no, looked, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was it, a it was a hit, but it wasn't anything. Like you didn't. It wasn't out of the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. Into the boards. So I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see anything either. But it, sometimes you, you know, you, you just you get hit in the right area or whatever it is. And obviously, Zach is dealing with something right now. But you know, I think we can all kind of hope that he's got a little bit of runway here. And the most important thing, beyond anything else, is that if Zach's healthy enough and ready to go, he gets to play opening night. That's that's what you know the. The, the, the timeline I'm looking at is, can he be ready for opening night? I was asked the question, what do you think it is? I said, oh. okay, let's, uh, let's start at the bottom. Could be a skate blade issue. <laughs> if that was the case, they would have had him back uh, earlier. Probably but, not. Uh, how many human bones in, in the body? I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Seriously? Yeah, I don't know. That's a common known is it? stat. How many? I don't know, oh, okay. but it's a common known stat. Yeah, uh, you, how, you how, and I, no, we, we I, don't have common sense I, I, at all. I have, I have, I have no idea. Uh, Texas, uh, tell us how many uh, bones are in the in the, some of them are really really tiny too, uh, and uh, other ones are are really big. Like well, the, yes, big, there there are big, big bones and yeah. there are little bones. Uh, how many muscles in the human body? That's less known. Yeah, people I, know no don't know that as often as how many bones are in the body. There's there's a lot of those too. Mm-hmm. It could be any one of those thousands. Wow! Think think there's thousands <laughs> of on. bones. Hold on, thousands, thousands, thousand bones in the body. Okay, listen, or muscles. I, I'm, I'm gonna combination. Wait, hold on. What are you asking here? I'm, I'm saying like it could it could be of the all the bones. It could be uh, any of the muscles. I don't know what what mm. Zach Whitecloud hurt the other night. Yeah. So you could put those together. Is there thousands of of muscles and and bones in the body? There are 206 bones in the human body. That's it? Yeah. I thought yeah. there'd be more. Well, we learn something new every day. 
206. Like in, in, in my hand, it feels like there's 42 of them. I, You know? That might be true. I don't know. Oh, 206. 206. How many muscles or tendons? Give me a minute. I'll look. Well, there's not thousands then. I was I was wrong. Aren't you glad I'm not a doctor? Oh boy, how many? How many? Hold on, take a guess on muscles. Muscles? Yeah. Well, if there's 206 bones, yeah, uh, a couple of muscles, I would say 800 muscles because there's multiple muscles connecting each bone. 600. Oh, so I was closer there, yeah. but I was still Price is Right. I was over. Yeah. Huh? You would not win the showcase. No, no, no. Bob would I was, sometimes I would uh, well, b- Bob, bless your soul. Uh, sometimes I would I would watch Prices Right, and I would th- sit there and go, "What a terrible day to get to the showcase showdown." <laughs> yes, those, you're right. those those two things suck. Yeah, yeah, I don't want either one of those. And then there's other days where I'm like, "Please win them both." Mm-hmm. That would be awesome to have both those. But there there was legitimately days yeah. where I'd be watching, going, "Bad day." To be on the prices right, yeah, like you know, there were there were certain cars that if, if a showcase didn't have a car or a trip, what's the point of winning it? Yeah, honestly, tendons. How like many? there's a fridge or something. I'm yeah, like, oh. uh, tendons. Yeah, same thing. I would go five hundred, four thousand, four thousand, four thousand, four thousand tendons, six hundred muscles, two hundred six bones. Yep, it's correct. Hmm. And now the tendon know. just connects the bones, right? The muscle is actually does work works things out. Why are you asking me about anatomy? What, what do you, what, <laughs> I don't know. Why do you think I I'm, know I'm, any I've, of I've this? I've gone I've gone down a path where I'm really curious. I, curiosity gets yeah. the best of me sometimes, but I think <laughs> tendons just keep things together, keep our body in shape, like make it a shape, and the muscles actually work things around. Like my arm muscle makes my arm move, and the tendons keep my arm in place, and the bones give it structure. Well, I mean, the bones or whatever. And the skin does everything. Yeah, sure. It's a, I, don't you find, like, the skin one of the most crazy cool things in, in the world? The way, the way I can cut you right now. Yeah. And you will, be, you will not see anything that signifies that, that you are gashed in, like, four days, five days. Yeah, maybe, it's maybe. wild. It's just, it's... it's Really cool. So, if that said, maybe Zach Whitecloud can be can be back. I mean, I I I wouldn't put it past him. I guess is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Give it time, and you know, it, listen. If he's if he's off the ice for a week, if he's not in, if he's not going to play over the next two games tonight and and Friday, let's kind of see where things fall for Zach Whitecloud going into next week. Hopefully, we get an update before then, and. We have a clearer idea of what the timeline is. I, I hope more than anything else he's able to go October 10th. That's, that's really the only thing that I'm hoping for. If there's an area of depth, it is on that <laughs> blue line with the Vegas School of the Knights. It's so no, ridiculous. You saw what happened last December when uh, they went through some uh, real big stretches mm. without some of their top guys on the blue line. Petrangelo and Theodore and White Cloud uh, in the mix of, of being knocked out of the lineup uh, during uh, that run of play, and it affected this team. Like They were so good, that record, with the starting six, yeah. and then outside that. And that that's not a knock at, at anybody else. And Ben Hutton, I kind of put into the starting six, even though that would make seven. Uh, they, the, they are so solid with that group. But they do have a lot of depth in the guys that got uh, the experience uh, last year. And 
real big. That Ben Hutton, the two years that they signed him to, mm-hmm. remember when he came in and did a really good job, and they they went two years. Yeah. And you were like, okay, what? Why do they need two years from Ben Hutton? Well, now, now you see it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Without if Ben Hutton had gone off to other places, that that's a big hole. You're putting a rookie. Yeah. In in the lineup as opposed to uh, a National Hockey League veteran defenseman who's played more than 500 games. Yeah, I mean, depth is, is important. And, you know, the, the Golden Knights certainly have that in terms of what the, the their rookies or their youngsters have in terms of potential. But you know what Ben Hutton is right now every single time you put him on the ice. You know the experience that he has in the National Hockey League and the, the minutes that he can fill in for you. So um, you're right on the money. Like, when you talk about windows and securing – a team that that can compete and can be deep. That extra year for Ben Hutton was a big one. It's it's further proof I could not be a general manager <laughs> of the ilk of Kelly McCrimmon or general manager like George McPhee was, yeah. uh, president of hockey operations, because I would I would just be such a, a short term thinker with that kind of stuff. Yeah, like Ben came in, did a great job for us, gets us through. Give me another year, and then we'll we'll figure things out. But the the way he played and the the money that he signed for at the time it's it's impactful and we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, see how many games he does get into this season. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and set up hour number two, and you will hear from Bruce Cassidy, Chapman, accessing the proper audio file. We'll we'll consider that when it does happen, but uh, hopefully uh, it takes place. Is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas? How'd the editing go, Chapman? I don't know. I guess I'll have to see when we when we play the uh, the audio. Well, I just I, I ask you that because everybody already knows that you did some editing. <laughs> yes, because, I know because <laughs> you went on the air yeah, during yeah, the like, commercial break. Oh, now I'm, I'm, I'm getting texts about you doing some editing during the commercial break, mm-hmm. and once again, you're you're not in this in the studio when we're on the air, but then during the commercial break, you go on the air with talking. When do you think you'll have this whole new control board, audio board, dialed in? Probably Ooh, about probably about twenty twenty seven or so. <laughs> you think that that's soon? That's early. Yeah, buddy. yeah that's what, true. What yeah, are you, you talking about? Got to got to bet the over on that one. <laughs> it's going to take you ten years to learn this board. Oh, I, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It will. I I wasn't going to go down that path, <laughs> but once I got the text that you were on the air. While you were talking to us during the commercial break, <laughs> it was already out there. Yeah, the, I was. The, I wasn't sharing anything that was happening behind the scenes. No, and when you told me, my only hope was that it had been Bruce that texted you to tell you, "Hey, mm-hmm. I heard you guy Chapman tell you me that I had." Why to, would I, that make any difference? Oh, because it would have. It would have been. First of all, it would have meant that he was listening. He's got other things going on at the rink right now. Well, you know, I mean, I know he likes to chill in the office and do crossword puzzles. New York Times, by the way, and uh, he, he does those at home. No, no, no. He said in the past that he's done them in the office before the game. Listening to you does, in a does, break over the air is he not does them the same he, thing as a crossword. Hey, he does I'm, them when he goes home after in between the uh, the practice. I'm and, just and saying the, it would have been really cool if that was him who texted you. So you're you're now turning this into a <laughs> Bruce is listening to me moment. Hour number two is coming up. With Bruce Cassidy.